everybody, welcome to the 99th episode of I'm So Surecast. I'm your host, Tim Riley. I'm here with Timothy Jim Sullivan. Hello, everybody. Folks, folks, settle down. One man, ton of you. <laughs> yeah, so what's up, man? Dude, not too much, man. Episode Just, uh, 99. 99. Can you fucking believe it? We're, we're exiting the double digits. We really are. We're going to the trippies. This is pretty nuts. We're going to the trippy digis. And then next week we've got Sammy Papathemio. Yeah, I just call him Sammy Paps because I don't want to fuck up his name. So, well, I was best friends with his cousin growing up, so I'm very familiar with the name. Oh, those Jesus. Greeks, man! The Greeks really. Who's that fucking Canadian guy? It's like Apadapa Bapapopoulos. He has a ridiculous name. They love. They just love those sounds. Trudeau. Uh, no, that's he's black. Um, oh. Blackface. I'm not sure which country from which he hails, but um, but anyway, we're right. at episode 99. We're leaving the double digits. This is a huge moment. Blast off, man! Fucking blast off! Absolute blast off. Speaking of blast off, dude, if you need your fucking floors refinished or replaced, yes, dude, just call fucking Jeff Bergeron. Ah. We'll put his number his number in the fucking show notes. Jeff Bergeron. Not only is he a great American, but he's just he's great at flooring. He is great at flooring. I actually am really excited for him with this new endeavor that he's uh, Isn't it great? embarked on. Isn't it so great? Yeah. So is it? Uh, does he have a company name that we're marketing Couldn't here? Couldn't fucking tell you. He said he's licensed. So whatever that means. Well, if anyone needs flooring, Jeff, and I'm I'm not saying this because I'm on the air and he's my friend, but he's a genuinely trustworthy guy. He's a good tradesman. He will give you the floors you need. So if anyone does need floors. Give us a call and we will put you in touch with Jeff. Or are we gonna post his number? I'm gonna put his end? number in like the just the show description. All right, so just cut out me as a middleman. Right. Just go to the yeah, yeah. Fucking fuck this kid. Um, so just so happens, dude. Oh, I actually just went out to eat with. Get this, you. Yes, you did. We went for some Mexican. And we went to Casa Tequila. Weirdest as was tradition. Weirdest experience. Very weird tradition. Now, here's the thing. Our listeners know that we have, we're pretty seasoned Casa Tequila patrons. Okay. Yes. We patronize there all the time. We've been there many a time after many an episode or before many an episode. In this case, before. Okay. Yes. So we know the drill. You walk in the fucking door, the same door well, every and, time. Yeah. And we've been to just any restaurant. Right. Just gen- restaurants in general. And this is usually how it goes. But at this one in particular, you walk in the front door. The hostess stand is immediately right there. Yes. There's usually nobody standing at it. So you stand there for three seconds. And then someone is like, oh, do you know, t- table? And you're like, yep, two people. Oh, right this way. Okay. Sit you down, throw chips and sauce at you. And then you know the rest of the story, right? Right. You can take the range from there. This time, for some reason, it wasn't the same. It was not the same thing. It was bizarre. So like we walk in, and by the way, it's it's a shitty day out tonight. It's very pissing shitty. rain. It's chilly. It's windy. So yeah, you walk in, and you're kind of just happy that you've taken refuge from the weather, right? Right. And yep. then you're immediately greeted by the hostess. I'll let you uh, take it from there. Yeah. So we walk in this place, and uh, I assume there's nobody there because there's usually nobody there, right? But then I see like eyeballs poke above the hostess stand. Because this girl is actually three feet tall. 
And then we're like, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and everyone's wearing the fucking mask. Yeah, right? we were too, because we're respectful fucking people. Whatever, dude. But I'm okay. saying, no, but that's what I'm I'm not uh, shitting on them. I mean, I, I've come to terms with the fact that we're now China. But I feel like <laughs> it made the confusion even more exacerbated because yeah. we can't see her lips expression. So right. we see this mousy little girl mousy's good appear yes. from this hostess good stand word, yeah and then on top of that so we finally identify her like oh it's a hostess and her half her face is covered in a surgical mask so that made the con- it, it even more confusing yeah so then i just hold up two fingers i go just two of us and then she goes oh you're well it's like oh yeah oh okay you're the water part over here so then she points at the bar behind her and we're like oh i mean we just so and we w- never sit at the bar either. So never. that, that was another never reason. sat at the bar. If we had f- typically sat in that area, be like, okay, we can help ourselves. Right. But the bar area was pretty full. Yes. So she points over there. We're like, oh, uh, can we just get like a, a table though? And she's like, what's that? What can we just, there's just two of us. Can we just get a table? He's not exaggerating. There was actually this much confusion. Two guys walk in from the rain, approach a hostess table, and she had no idea. What we could possibly want. Want. So then she goes, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you got to go over there to the front door and see the hostess. <laughs> so we're like, what the fuck? This has been the front door to this place for three decades. And also, what is the point of you? If at you're the not, hostess stand. If you're not the hostess. If you're telling me that the hostess stand is there for any other purpose than a fucking hostess to see people. Right. You're, you have dementia. And we've never been to this back area. This is like, it felt almost like going through the kitchen. It was that bizarre to go back there. I didn't even know this half of the fucking restaurant existed. Right. So then we like kind of like walk back into the restaurant and we're like, where the fuck is she talking about? Right. So like I look around, I'm like trying to get like a waiter's attention. And then like, I'm just standing there. She can, we're still in her view. She's ignoring that we exist. Well, and, and the problem was if she commanded any type of authority... I would have immediately gone to the back of the restaurant, but because she herself seemed so clueless, she was surprised. That, I'm not kidding. That made me say, no, something, something's not right. When she looked up from her phone. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Or her doodles or whatever the fuck she was doing behind that hostess stand. Mm. She was shocked to find two men standing at the front door asking, holding up two fingers. Right. She was shocked. Very weird. But so then, you know, we stand around and they're like, what the fuck? So then I go back. I'm like, sorry, I'm confused. We just want a table for two people. Where do you want me to go? She's like, oh, so like go down here, take a left and then a right and go like all the way back. I'm like, oh, fucking K. (laughs) So then I do that. And then the other lady, so there wasn't a hostess stand at the other end. No stand. It's just a lady standing standing there. there. And it almost looked like she was waiting in line to go to the bathroom because the bathrooms are directly... In front of her. And it's like everyone's wearing a mask, so it's so confusing. I'm pretty sure this lady was wearing like... Right, everyone has these just amorphous heads that you don't know what's going on. Yeah, and she had like, I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm imagining this, but she had purple dishwashing gloves on. Right. And a mask, and she's just standing there with, yeah, her, she did. with her back against the wall. Just not, doesn't look like a fucking hostess in any other restaurant. No, she looks like a dishwasher. Just looks like a, a lady waiting to clean the bathroom or something. So she's just standing there. And then we just kind of stand like 10 feet away from her for like maybe 15 seconds. She doesn't acknowledge us. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm sorry. We just, oh, Tim goes, 
hey, we're just looking to eat food. <laughs> <laughs> well, because at that point, I'm so like, take honestly, take one fucking guess why we're here. Take one fucking guess. Two guys just walked in from a rainstorm. We're looking at this hostess table. She, for some reason, has no idea what we could possibly want. I'm not selling insurance here. I'm walking into a restaurant <laughs> at fucking 6.15. And then so she can't help me. So then she points me to this dishwasher lady, tells me that's the new hostess. And then that lady looks at me <laughs> with total incredulity. And at that point, I was like, I was trying to be rude about it. But I was like, dude, we're just, where do we get food in this place? And she's, and she's confused, too. She's like, oh, oh, oh. And to her credit, she had more wherewithal than the fucking paid hostess. So then she's like, oh, oh, hold on. So then she like does something, grabs something or puts something down. And she's like, oh, right this way. So then she brings (laughs) us to the table that is closest to the original fucking hostess that we went to. She sits us down legitimately eight feet from the hostess table. By what I would call the front door. Right. Um, oh. And then we enjoyed our meal But Jesus Christ dude Well and by the way I should just say So like my colleague here said We frequent this place very often Very often And there is a little bit of a I don't want to say language barrier Because that implies that there's like Real confusion Because there's not But like generally the staff there that we typically see, and we like all of them. I think we have a good rapport with... Yeah, with at least two of them, we have a pretty good rapport. But, you know, it's definitely like English is their second language. The one employee I've seen on their books was this hostess tonight, who was like a 16-year-old white girl who definitely spoke fluent English. Right. And she was the most confused out of everybody. Yeah, because there's the two guys that like us. There's a guy with like a, a mild fro. Yeah, that's the guy that always looks at us like we he, he just witnessed his entire family being murdered. Yes, yeah, and he's the one that probably I like that guy a lot. He probably speaks the best English of all of them. Right. And then there's this the stout guy that's kind of jacked. That yes. we walk and he goes he goes mi amigos dos and we go <laughs> yeah and then he seats us and goes surveys us and we go yeah and then that's it and then he brings over two beers. Yeah, I like that guy. That guy just chills, but um. She was shocked that we wanted to eat food in a restaurant. Dude, it was... You can hear the rain in this. Yeah, wow, that's loud. It probably won't come through in the recording because the, uh, the gate that Natalia makes yeah, me put on. But What a weird fucking start to the night. Oh, uh, it was just unbelievable, folks. I'm telling you. Oh, And then we got... Uh, <laughs> we got <laughs> yeah, we got fajitas and margaritas and that was it. Of course we got fajitas. And what's the point of the fucking plastic glasses, dude? Well, so you're telling me that a, a coronavirus, a a you know a fucking ball of virus, yeah, <clears throat> supposedly dies immediately when it touches UV rays, right? Um, can't survive like the hundred and thirty degree fucking dishwasher that all restaurants put their fucking dishes through. So I have to drink my margarita out of a plastic cup. Well, it also. Um Corona can't survive on a homemade micro fiber fucking cloth homemade mask with an elastic stapled to it. Right. That's true. Yep. My thing is, all right, this is what really fucking annoys me. All right. I'm obviously not a fucking scientist. I'm a total layman. I know nothing. I have no mental authority or ability to discern what's true and what's not other than what scientists tell me. Right. If what I think is happening is happening, it better not be. Dude, 
So let's just walk through a timeline of my life. Walk me through it, man. Okay. Just walk me through it real quick. It'll be brief. And I know everyone's long. like, oh, you keep whining about this. Shut the fuck up. All right, whatever. You don't have to listen to this. Right. And I make <laughs> up 50% of this podcast. So when you tuned in, this is a danger. You knew this. So right. just to go back to a timeline, okay? Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll make this brief. That's fine. So it's March 12th or 13th, somewhere around there. Yep. Second week of March. Yeah, oh Third, yeah. yeah, second week of March. Corona's starting to be a concern. So my company says, we're going to work from home two weeks, whatever. All right, fine. Not a big deal. 14 days to flatten the curve. Right. So I bring my, I go into my office. I bring all my shit home. I order new shit from Best Buy, whatever. Now I got a nice home set up. I'm, I actually, I'm totally cool. You expensed it to the comp. Right. And then so, and then, you know, everything kind of shuts down. Oh, we can only do takeout for, you know, two weeks or so. Fine. Okay, cool. You know what? 14 no, days I get to it. flatten the curve. Because I, I, it's a foreign virus. Nobody knows anything about it. Fuck it. You don't want to overwhelm the hospitals because that has ramifications that will affect everybody. And in 15 I days, I can go into the restaurant. Whatever. It's fine. I get it. And then about four months later, people start going, oh, wait, well, these case numbers seem a little bit high considering there's like zero hospitalizations. And uh, the ra- or there's, there's hospitalizations, but the ratio is nowhere near as daunting as they... Uh, Feared, which is good news. And then all these doctors started coming on saying, oh, we're being told when someone dies that, uh, you know, if someone comes in for a heart attack and dies, but they also tested positive for COVID. We're putting that as COVID death. And then those doctors, because re- that's the thing, everyone goes, what are you, a doctor? And they go, no, but this guy is. And YouTube took his fucking video down. Right. So, like, don't give me that. Are you a doctor? Because you have no problem censoring other doctors that disagree with your stupid politics. And you're still not a doctor. So, anyway... But again, I'm like, all right, fully admit, I'm totally clueless. Whatever. Fauci, Fauci says masks don't work. All of a sudden, he does. No one can explain what new information came about for him to flip up like that. But whatever. whatever. It's hard to get any word in with this clown. And then, so then the CDC um, around April says, don't wear masks. Masks don't help anything. And Fauci says, yeah, masks don't work. The droplet size is too fine for masks to even protect you. And even if you get the N95 mask, it needs to be so fitted you can't even have a beard. There's so much about the mask that needs to be properly adjusted on your face that, like, it's it's a moot point, basically. So we go, okay, cool. So masks don't work. And then we find out uh, a week later that you can't walk anywhere into a business in the country unless you're wearing a mask. Now they do work. And then oh, and then everyone goes, wait, wait a minute. I thought the CDC said they do work. Then everyone goes, no, oh, well, now they changed. So like, shut up. They're learning more every day, whatever. And then you go, okay, cool. So then fucking June comes. And then everyone's like, oh, no, we're really tightening lockdowns. You can't do anything. You got to fucking, you can't sit at the bar. You got to, you know, social distance, whatever, have capacity. Then George Floyd dies. The entire streets are flooded with unmasked people rioting. Businesses are burning. Hundreds of thousands of people are clenched up in protests in Boston throughout the entire country. There's no COVID spike. So you go, what the fuck? How does that work? All these people are together in uh, packed like sardines and nothing fucking spiked. And they go, oh, shut up, racist. And you go, okay, I guess I'll just shut up. And then you go home for another fucking month. You just watch the economy die. Everyone you know that owns restaurants is suffering. Every You can't even recognize streets anymore. Everybody's filing Chapter 11. And then the CDC comes out and say, oh, actually, only not, 6% of all those deaths had comorbidities. Morbidities. So actually, like, 94% of these numbers are really, like, kind of up in the air. 
And then the same people that told you to shut the fuck up and listen to the CDC this whole time are now going, oh, the CDC is corrupt. Don't listen to them. They're a bunch of fucking hacks. And then you go, all right. And then so then you do your part. And you just say, like, I'll, I'm, I'll just wear a mask, wherever. And they go, ah, oh, lockdown. Sweden's bad. Sweden's bad. China's good. China's good. And then you go, okay. And then, oh, yeah, the fascist government of China. Let's take our cues from them. So then... Next thing I know, then Trump goes, oh, the WHO is really just a propaganda arm from the Chinese government. And then everyone goes, oh, that's Trump. He's a fucking idiot. He's starting fights with Fauci. The WHO is good. And Trump goes, we're going to pull funding from the WHO. It's a fucking corrupt organization. And everyone goes, no, they're not. No, they're not. And then they call Trump an idiot and me anti-science for shitting on the WHO. And then, uh, and then five days ago the who goes oh yeah lockdowns are really bad stop doing lockdowns we do not advocate lockdowns they're counterproductive don't We've do that increased world poverty by almost 100 percent uh the economy the economic ramifications of this are in no way they're so disproportionate to the amount of people affected by covid that they did way more harm than good and then everyone just ignores it that was really a pr- productive segment wasn't it <laughs> I'm sorry for my rib, but like it really is like everyone's going insane. Thank you, Mr. Oh fuck. Sorry, I was supposed to hit that. But I totally agree with this idiot. I totally mean, agree. It is fucking insane, dude. Now I can't wait until it's I mean I can't wait. But when it is January first, I will be reading these numbers on the podcast. But if you take the past four years of the US deaths and you line them up. As of right now, with projections of the rest of the year, there are there's absolutely no sign of there being like more deaths than usual. But there will be because of lockdown caused deaths. That's the thing that these people don't fucking understand. The de- the only the death toll will go up, but not because of COVID, because of the effects of the actual fucking lockdown. Like DeBasio blowing his brains out, etc. Well, deaths of despair, as they call it, with suicide, alcoholism, drug ODs, whatever. That's a real fear. Um, child abuse is going up and also there's a ton of people that didn't get cancer screenings even if you delay a cancer screening by a month that could literally be the difference between stage one and stage two cancer people aren't getting the treatments that they typically need and dementia patients and again I, I get it like you're a fucking loser recruiter you're not a doctor okay but again neither are you you're just listening to the experts so am I so go fuck yourself <laughs> but like, I, wait, so your experts are better than mine? Like, go take a fucking hike, dude. So anyways, all I know is like one in five businesses are, have already gone under in Massachusetts alone. Massachusetts, this is all you really need to know. New Hampshire has been pretty much fucking open the entire summer. That's no true. No spikes. Yep. Massachusetts has been masked up and locked down for eight fucking months. And we have the third highest death rate, not death toll, but death rate. Per capita, third highest death rate in the number one unemployment rate in the entire fucking country. So tell me again why Florida is dumb and we're smart. Can you tell me that again, you fucking mass hole CDC propaganda munching fucking loser? I'm just so sick of the condescension from people that have no idea what they're talking about. And listen, I don't know what I'm talking about either. I'm not fucking under a microscope looking at, you know... I'm not a virologist, but what I am is someone that goes, wait a minute. Trump and Chris Christie are literally two of the fattest, unhealthiest people in American life right now. 
and they got this thing that you've been telling us is a death sentence, and we're fine after like 72 hours. So I, I, t- tell me again why uh, overweight fucking cheeseburger eating obese 74-year-old is totally fine after three days, but like a 26-year-old teacher can't show up to her first grade class? Because why? And this is the thing. First of all, I've always rejected the notion that hero- that teachers are heroes. I respect teachers, okay? I have teachers in my family. I respect them, I guess. But it's like, <laughs> heroes? What? First of all, you get four months off a year, okay? Second of all, if your job is so miserable and so underpaid, it begs the question, well, how bright can you be if you haven't got another job by now? So actually it's self-defeating to say that we're we're fucking heroes and so how is it that these heroes i'm doing air quotes folks are totally fine being openly cowardly about showing up to a fucking class even though kids really don't transmit this fucking thing but the 14 year olds that show up bagging the groceries of 250 people a day at market basket are just like, oh, yeah, they're just fucking, you know, they're nobodies. If I was a kid working at Market Basket during this pandemic, or anybody working at Market Basket during this pandemic, and I showed up for work every fucking day and mingled with hundreds and hundreds of people from all grocery stores are literally the most, it's like the one place you can guarantee the most people from your town are going. And if I was one of these people that has been showing up to Market Basket for work this entire time, the next time I was out anywhere and somebody tried to tell me that I need to consider teachers heroes, I would tell them to go pound sand. Right? Congratulations. Seriously. Thanks. I wish it didn't require the seriously. What is heroic about people openly scared? Is, is that like the opposite of heroism? Like, this would be like a fucking fireman being like, well, I'm not going in that building, dude. I could die. It's on fire. Yeah, but... But also, consider fire. me a hero when you can. And again, I respect teachers to a degree. Like, I, I, I respect teachers... To be fair, I respect teachers no more than I respect car salesmen, okay? I, 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 if you're a person, I respect you. But, like, <laughs> it seems a little bit odd that the people demanding this hero worship from society are the only people not willing to show up for fucking work. Right? He's, folks, I mean, he's got a fucking point. Pick one group whose absence from work is affecting everybody, considering people have kids and now they have to fucking stay home and some people can't work remote from home so now they need to stay, watch their kids all day. Can you pick one group of people whose absence from work affects a larger portion of the population? The people that are doing that are also demanding to be called heroes. This makes no fucking sense. This is like considering the draft dodger a fucking war hero. He didn't show up, but it actually fucking mattered. He's a coward. I don't give a... So you're a hero when it's like a non-pandemic spring day in May. You're a fucking hero for showing up in teaching a couple fucking third graders, but when there's an actual pandemic and everyone's going, oh, I need my kid to go back to school so I can get back to work to put food on the table, and you don't show up? And you you want to be a fucking hero? Ugh. 
And by the way, I'm not taking this out on all teachers because there's a bunch of teachers I know that don't fall into the call me a hero crap. But the, the propaganda of the teachers union is insane. Sorry for my rant. I'm just so tired of it. Oh, I mean, will you who shut is up, your, man? Listen, who, <laughs> All right, Mr. I'm done. I'm, I'm actually Mr. in a good. I'm actually in a good boot. I don't know why. No, I wanted that was great, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> oh man, oh, dude, these fucking debates. Jesus Christ! No, 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 no! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Soda Sopa, Soda Sopa. We have a Soda Sopa. The town is completely different. Soda Sopa. We have an arts and entertainment district. Cultural. <laughs> and, and first of all, the debates. Okay, not even taking a side on it. What I am is taking a side on the interpretation of the debates. So well, first I don't of all, know who said that? I do. Who? I think Ooh. Kellyanne Conway. I don't think she said. She said that. <laughs> so first of all, the the term mansplaining. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake! This was a term invented by some dumb millennial that's probably miserable and hates their father, and her father probably told her get a job. And she she was with her green haired friends, doing coke and smoking weed. And uh, I feel like it was like my purple, dad. My purple dad's hair. always like explaining to me to like get a job, and it's just like it's just fucking men explaining. Uh, it's like mansplain. Did you just say mansplain? Yeah, he's fucking man explaining things. Fucking mansplainer. And then now everyone goes, oh my god. Such a cool fucking term. A man explaining things is a mansplain. What? So anyways, anyone dumb enough to use this term. He's fired up. You'd think would be like some nobody loser. You know, if you're going to use the term mansplaining, you obviously have no self-respect. And you're obviously like under the age of 18. And then now it's totally infected. Like after the debate that moron Jeff Stephanopoulos. He goes, oh, what do you think? A lot of mansplaining there, huh? It's like, <laughs> what? Again, imagine Walter Cronkite adopting the slang of the day in like the 70s and going, whoa, kind of a groovy response to that uh, that question. Don't you think there, Senator? You'd be like, I don't, I'm not taking this guy fucking seriously. You're kidding me. But then the, the hilarious part, and again, not taking a side in this, but... The hilarious part is the same people barking and jumping up and down about mansplaining stood quietly alongside today when Amy Coney Barrett, whatever you think about her, I'm not even taking a stance on her. She's sitting there while this moron, Senator Whitehouse, is, according to my understanding of the word, mansplaining her job to her for 15 fucking minutes and no one has a problem with it. So I figured it out. I know what mansplaining is. Okay, let's hear it. I figured it it? out. What the fuck is it, dude? Mansplaining is when a Republican man says something to a woman that Democrats don't like. I finally figured it out. That's exactly what it is. So I just wanted to, you know, I've it took me a lot of stewing and Tackling the etymology of mansplaining and kind of going upstairs and figuring like, but what does it all mean, Basil? I sucked other men's cocks. Adultery is not against the law. And then it dawned on me. Mansplaining is a Republican talking to a Democrat and saying something they don't like. That's a mansplaining. Right. I honestly, I totally fucking 
goddamn agree. Okay, dude. <sighs> it's just so dumb. Then, uh, Will you shut up, your, man? Listen. And then Columbus Day was yesterday. I gotta get off Twitter. Everyone's so dumb. <laughs> listen, man. We've got we've got some serious. We got a topic that we've got to cover that's way more serious than yeah, this. Yeah, let's shit. move on. Let the more. Let's move on to more important things. <sighs> For fuck's sake. Okay. So. It dawned on me, and maybe it dawned on Tim at the same time that it dawned on me. Oh, that there needs to be change in the world. Okay, mm, brilliant. What I mean by this is, if I ask you to rate a restaurant, ah, uh, yes, okay, you will usually rate it on a scale of one to ten. Yes. Now the problem with this is, people think of the scale of one to ten. They kind of equate it into. I know that, like, maybe you don't do this, but this, I know that a lot of people do this. They take the 10, they call it 100% in their mind. They take the five, they call it 50%. Then they think back to school 100% an A, 50% an F. Therefore, anything below like 60% to them is terrible. I agree with what you're saying because you're saying if you assume every decent restaurant is about a seven out of 10, then a five out of 10 isn't that bad. Right. So, like, in my eyes, a 5 out of 10 is not that good. But to a lot of people, a 5 out of 10 is absolutely fucking terrible. You know what well, I'm saying? yeah, because it's, it's... Because it's an F. Right, exactly. But I think we need to restructure this. So I think that that doing... Fucking God damn it! my brain doesn't even work, dude. But, but ranking a restaurant or anything needs to be on either a 3 or 4 level scale. Yeah, like the movie, the like the four star metric seems to to That's work pretty good because metric. that that encompasses a lot more room for kind of debate. So one thing I will say about the restaurants, um, unless you wanted to say a no, actually thing. I, I want to hear what you, yeah, fucking words. Problem with the restaurants is you need to set, you need to define the terms. So for example, when you're rating a woman on looks. On one out of ten, it solely looks. You cannot factor in personality. There's too much nuance in that. It's either is she hot or is she not. You know what I mean? Right. So if is she hot? Not what I do here, Jim. Right. So Jennifer Aniston, you know, let's say it would be like a seven and a half out of ten, eight out of ten. Emma Stone, if you can't factor in the charm of her personality, is not going to be. It's it's gonna feel like it's too low. She's still gonna be pretty high for me, though. right? But I'm saying if you could factor in a personality, right. she'd jump like almost yeah, like ten sure. points, almost. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's multiple layers. Restaurants are very very tricky. So with restaurants, the metric is too fine. With restaurants, the food is the superficial appearance. The atmosphere is the personality. So. But it gets a little bit tricky because right. so it's it's would I love to eat there versus would I eat the food, basically. Right. So like there's certain restaurants where the atmosphere really makes up for Kind of mediocre food. For sure. For sure, dude. Right? Yep. So when we're judging restaurants, though, on the scale, we have to just go by food, I think. You do. Okay. That's that's kind of... That's fair. What, do you take service into account? 
Some people have t- notoriously bad service. What about the really fucking uncomfortable chairs at the Hidden Pig? Are we taking this into consideration? Because it, the experience gets greatly reduced by that, the shitty chairs. I would put all that in atmosphere. So there's just food. Would you get takeout from this place or not? There's restaurants I love to go to but would not get takeout from there because I like going there, but the food doesn't wow me enough to only patronize that place for the food. Right. Okay. So I think we agree that a 10 unit measurement is too fine for restaurants because, okay. So it's like, what, well, what the fuck is a 10? Absolutely incredible food that blew my mind. What's a nine? Really fucking good food that almost blew my mind. What's an eight? Really fucking good food, dude. What's a seven? I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking good. What's a six? I, I mean, it's all right. What's a five? Uh, you know what I mean? It's just too much. So if you do three units, then it's either very good, decent, or bad. If you do four, it's very good, pretty good, decent, or bad. I think the four system. I think four is pretty good. So maybe we should do four stars. Like, let, let me give you an example just to put it in perspective on what I actually mean. Because okay. you'll actually relate to this. I think the Chateau has okay food. I fucking love the atmosphere yes, of the Chateau. I'm like, right with you. I can I, play fucking Kino. Yes. You can play Kino. It has that lively bar kind of atmosphere. Yep. The bread's so, great. Exactly. The food is like okay. Like it's it's not it's not bad food, but it's not like that good either. Right. So that to me is an example. If if you were just basing this on food, the chateau for me would be like a two, two and a half out of f- like a two out of four. It's like a fit, like a five out of ten, like you were saying earlier about Atkinson. Right. But if I factor in the atmosphere, I would give the chateau like a three out of four. Okay. Yes. Okay, so I see what you're saying. You have to disclose what you're rating before rating is very important. Right. And I think that the metric should be four stars. I think so, too. The metric should definitely be four stars. Or should be for something else, like fucking ABCD or something. Well, no, because if you give a three out of four, that sounds way better than, you know, a fucking seven and a half out of ten. Even though, it's, right. even though it's the same thing. So from here on out, the metric for rating four star ratings rating system. things mostly restaurants but things in general is four stars yeah i agree all right can folk i mean studio audience is that do you agree well okay. what it does is it offers kind of a um a self scale because there's less there's like less a room. one out of four sounds so egregious right there's less room for you to like bend the rules when there's only four options exactly exactly Okay, so with that being said, um, Casa Tequila, rate their food and atmosphere on a four-star. So let's just do it all on one. So taking into account food and atmosphere. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would give Casa Tequila a two and a half out of four. See, I would literally exactly rate it Yeah, the same. I think we're on the same page there. Atkinson Country Club. Atkinson, I would give a three out of four. Okay. I might still be in like the two and a half. Right. Because you're not a fan of the food, which I guess. Because here's the thing, dude. Atkinson's atmosphere, if you're on the deck. Oh, it's great. Is fan-fucking-tastic. The atmosphere alone out there is four out of four. Yep. 
The food is not bad, but it's not that fucking good either. It's just food. You just eat it. You're not pissed about it, but you're also not like pleased. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. Like I got the fucking chicken marsala one time and it was literally flavorless. Right. I was like, I mean, this isn't that great. At least I'm outside, I guess. And it's not that cheap. And then it's not. And so See, I like their food, but I, I typically get the prime rib, which I feel like is right. not so adventurous that, you know. So what's like is interesting about what you were saying is I would actually rate the Chateau three out of four stars. Right. Because mostly the atmosphere. Exactly. And like at least half of the star that we gave Casa Tequila is solely because of the chips and salsa. Yes. Right. Because their tacos and shit aren't that fucking so good. So it's, it's a good okay. system. Though. It does make rating Casa Tequila... One out of four is way easier. If I asked you a skill one ten was cause to kill it, you'd still be sitting here thinking about it. You know what I mean? Right. Because it ha- it 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 offers you a way. It's either unbelievable, pretty good, decent, or bad. That's exactly. It. Yeah. I really like this. I think the four stars is the way to I go. I do too. So from from now on, when a restaurant is being asked about and someone's soliciting a ranking, it's going to be from four stars. Yeah. Thank God, dude. We fucking sorted it. It is so much easier. Uh, So now if somebody's like, hey, man, what did you think of, you know, like Breaking Bad? Still use the four-star system. I think the four stars is the the fucking way to go. I think it's the way to go. For most things. The only thing it doesn't work. Actually, I I guess even ranking girls, it would work. Yeah, I was thinking about this, too, because I know how we say, you know, there's no such thing as a 10. But if there is no such thing as a 10 across the board. there's no such thing as a then it's like when you're in fucking right. It, then then college you basically they, eight is the max. Right. Yeah, I agree. But and four they make the curve. And four is basically because anything north of two means you'd bang them. Mm-hmm. So right. That basically puts almost all of women. It's actually better for everyone. It's better for us as a rating system, and it's better for women's self-esteem because they're either going to be a three or a four star. It's good for women that we switch the ranking of their looks. To- so you think we're fucking sexist, dude? Fuck you. No. And you, it's were rating, like- you were rating girls fives and sixes. We only rate them three out of four, four out of four stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, give me the break of the sexist stuff. Like you're fucking wearing push-up bras and posting selfies because you want me to focus on your personality. Give me a break. But I do think that the four-star rating across the board is good. So, perfect example, Emma Star, Emma uh, Stone. Stone. Sorry, Emma Star actually is a porn star, I think. <laughs> but Emma Stone. Would, I'd give her a four out of four stars. You'd give her a four out of four. I think I would. It, well, can I take personality into this? Gen, gen, generally, I'd say no. Now, where does... So, here's the fucking thing, dude. Are you allowed to do fractions of stars? Yeah. Okay. So then she's like a three. I I do think though that you need you can to only keep do personality halves, out of it. I think you can only do fulls and halves. You like need... you can't do three point seven stars. It's three and a half or it's four. It, exactly. Okay, so Emma Stone for me is three and a half stars. But what if you can't factor in personality? Three stars. Okay. See, the thing with girls is I still like in rating their looks. I think you still have to. You got to take personality out of it. I know it really does. It blurs the line. All right, let me put it this way: Say there's a girl that's like pretty cute. Karen's gonna be listening to this tomorrow. I'm gonna be like, "You're such a sexist pig." <laughs> Say there's a girl that's pretty cute, but is so likable, so funny, so charming, right? That she's so much more attractive 
right than just based on superficialities yeah you're making right? you're already making a great point yeah i know where you're, yep and then your buddy comes over and you're like oh i'm talking about so and so and everybody's like oh is she hot or okay so so same same thing you're talking to this girl you're like dude that girl over there is a four out of four and then he looks over your shoulder and goes dude that girl's a three yes it's like but you didn't talk to her dude but he right but in this case he would be more accurate because he's just taking right the look of it right and ladies i'm not saying uh, i like as if we have any <laughs> female listenership other than like karen but like I'm not saying this Liz is. Bill supposedly listens. So. I'm not saying that this is the way to go. I'm just saying it's the it's way. It's the it only is. way that you can go. You have to. Yeah, if if it's a a a, a ranking system, it ha- it gets way too complicated based on fucking personality and looks. It's just too much. Okay, fair enough. Unless and, that's what you're rating. Unless you're rating personality and looks, that's fine. But no, but most guys, it's just superficial if they're asking you to rank somebody. Right. You know what I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the average guy has a constant Lesbi- porno lesbians. loop. The average guy has a constant porno loop in his head twenty four seven. Okay, right. so it's not like there's a lot of nuance in our brains when it comes to this stuff. Right. But you know, some guy, you know, just quickly look. Like, Oh, she. What would you rank her? You gotta just go with looks, right? It keeps everything simple, right? You know what I mean? I, th- I'm, I think we're we see eye to eye on this. Well, I'm glad we put that to bed. These but UFO I, pumpkins aren't bad either. I'll tell th- you. I'm gonna crack. I, oh. I think the UFO pumpkin was better than the Rosemary baby. Rosemary's baby. I mean, I'm willing to believe it because I love UFO. I gotta crack my. And own. then did you see the cart at the store? Did like With they the one ship that to them? Yeah. yeah, I saw the same thing. Like that must have cost them a goddamn fortune to be yeah, shipping those to all these fucking places. Saw that. A lot of loyalty for a hired gun. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I actually would love if we do have any female viewers that were offended by that. Um, yeah, let us know we offended you. I know we mansplained a lot of our points, but adultery is not against the law. I actually would love kind of a combative, you know, if you have a problem, because like I feel like. You know, most of our friends that listen to us, they know, you know, they put up with us in their personal life. So obviously they're on board. But some of the uh, critiques we've gotten, it's nice to hear. You know what I mean? Yo, yeah. So if you are offended, if you go, these guys are totally sexist pigs, I'm totally willing to have you call in. I'll mansplain you my opinion. And then we can just figure it out. But I actually kind of like, and maybe I'm wrong. There's a ton of stuff where I go, oh, yeah, actually, I shouldn't have said that. Right. I think most of what you said today, though, I I would say, and at all at all times, unless like I was with like a grandmother. Yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, even this, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh man, dude, if anybody ever like twenty five years from now unearthed some of these podcasts and they they could really fucking get me fired. But then I thought, like, I I don't think I've ever said a word on this podcast that I didn't. 100% mean. Well, hold on though. A lot of stuff said on this podcast is with an outrageous amount of sarcasm. Well, okay, but that's so what I, but, read, my, but yeah. I, I I never said anything that that but if someone typed a, scri- a transcript and you read it, oh, yeah, go, it would Jesus. Be, yeah, it would be horrible. But like I'm but everything that I've said ironically was meant to be ironic. Anything I said sincerely, I probably would still agree with. 
Right. So dude. the good news is, the good news is, if you're offended by anything I said, you either don't have a sense of humor or you just don't like me. That's the only two options. Both are your fucking problem, man. Right. Y- you're being listener, not Tim's problem. Right. I mean, this is kind of like my lying splain on the couch, talking, to, bloviating to a therapist. You know you're mansplaining. I mean? Yes. Thank you for mansplaining to me now. I am splaining as a man. I wonder how many friends I've lost because of this podcast. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Do you, you think you've... I think you've lost friends because Twitter, based on what you've told me. I've definitely lost friends. So here's the thing, though, dude. But that's... I, I wouldn't lost, know that. It's just from what you've told me, but I've I believe it. I've lost acquaintances from Twitter. Right. Not like close friends. Not like close friends, because, I mean, my closest friends are in the cock exchange. And I could probably tell them all to go fuck themselves, and they'd still be like, yeah, but Tim's my friend. He didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, um, and you're, I would count you in this, in the same boat, not that I want to put words in your mouth, but I think the thing with me is, because I can kind of get the quiet, soft-spoken people that kind of, you know, they, they engage with people on day-to-day, and they're very just like kind of on the surface acquaintances with all these people, and then they go on Facebook and they rant about something. And then all the other people go, oh, I didn't know he felt like that. I don't like this guy at all. I think right. the thing with definitely me, I don't know. I think so you too. But maybe what it means, if you've been around me for more than 30 seconds, <laughs> you know my exact personality and I never have any thoughts that go unexpressed. So like, if you know who I am, you can't and you like me. You can't go on my Twitter or listen to this podcast and then decide shocked. not to like me because <laughs> you've already seen the whole fucking thing. So I guess my only defense is that I'm totally transparent. <laughs> but I think the people that are soft-spoken and have a facade of you know politeness and then they go on tirades on social media, those are the people that really lose friends. Right. So I, I think, think the right. best defense is just... Just be obnoxious from the start, and in that way, if they like you, then they're going to be able to withstand all. He's the, absolutely right. All the trepidations of you know, all the trappings of social media and all that yeah. sort of thing. I mean, I totally, I totally agree, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh man, dude, fucking. Um... Let me try this UFO pumpkin. It's pretty good, man. I was a little disappointed that Liz didn't know my yeah, oh, that's my good yeah shit. fucking test. Mm. I was it... disappointed in myself, too. I didn't know any of them. I couldn't believe you, neither of you got this one. Well, that's uh, Penny and me. Yeah. Right when you told me that, I was like, fucking Couldn't believe it. it. I will say that you did do a good selection, though, because if, if you had actual serious Hanson fans you would have known all these right but it still would have been a little bit like it would have taken them probably a second on a few of them yeah so I figured I figured you guys would have at least like say you didn't know I should have known Penny and me because I listened about like three times on the way out of here at your dinner party the other day right I figured you guys would like hear it and then like hum the rest of the song you know what I mean like oh that's the great divide you know what I mean I thought you guys would have done that right but neither of you fucking did it because you guys suck I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, dude. Sorry, man. What kind of cat was it? Who gives a shit? I think it was a tabby. 
I was reading something that like Bill Bill Murray is being um I probably should have looked this up before I started talking about it, but so you know Bill Murray has that golf Yeah, uh, the clothing line? Yeah. Yeah. He used somebody's song somebody like really big. Like an like a classic rock type person, but like still alive or whatever. Somebody he used their song in, so, in some of his ads, I guess, without permission, and they're, like, suing him, and they're oh, all pissed. Jesus, dude. But it's just funny, because I feel like Bill Murray just doesn't seem like the type that would pull that type of shit. You know what's inch? I don't... I guess I don't really know. Like, I guess if you're actually successful and people are paying you for your songs and someone uses one and doesn't pay you, you get pissed. But I feel like if somebody used one of our songs and it was Bill Murray, and I'm like, well, I like Bill Murray. Sure, man. Use whatever the fuck you want, man. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. Well, I just wouldn't give a fuck. The thing I don't understand is where is the line between if it was like copyright f- infringement and free advertising. Right. Like, that's what I'm confused by because it is good publicity. Like if it was like Ford Motors that was using my song, I'd be like, "Well, fucking pay me, dude." But if it's like Bill Murray, I'd be like, "Just use it, man." Just right. Put my name in the fucking credits. Right. 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 Or some shit. I don't know. Fuck me, I guess, because. But it is, dude. I, I mean, there's like, there really idiot. are times where I've discovered people buy cheesy commercials. For I'm sure. Like, Who sings that fucking yeah, song? Yeah. So I guess it kind of does, you know, one hand kind of washes the other. Remember when, um, oh, what fucking record label was it? Drive through? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Rich. Oh, dude. So I was actually pleased to get a, um, a DM on Instagram from somebody I don't even know. Who was like, hey man, just listen to the fucking podcast about Richard Rains. Do you know his name? I know it just said uh I don't. Uh yeah. did it say his name? Either way. Um So Richard Rains, for people who don't forget, I mean people who forgot, sorry. Um was the guy that tried to the founder of rape me and my bandmates. Drive through records. Nah, he didn't really try to rape us, but he was the creepy guy that when we were auditioning to go on his record label, he made us Staying on his back for legitimately four and a half, five hours. And, and supposedly, well, not supposedly, actually did do make like every other fucking 15 year old band do this to him. Yeah. But this this guy, uh, DM me on Facebook, was like, oh, or on Instagram, was like, dude, just listen to the Richard Rains episode. Just want to let you know that I, he used to fucking make me stand on his neck. And then like he would offer me breakfast if I would like stand on his neck for like an hour and all this creepy shit and like he was a, such a miserable prick and like all this shit and it's like holy fuck dude hey this is great because i don't even know you when you listen to the podcast that's unbelievable second of all i can't believe that somebody else who richard rains did this shit to found the fucking podcast so this is just fantastic but dude that's uh, so fucking funny. funny i know the fact, the fact that he found it well the fact that he was randomly snooping about richard rains is hilarious and yeah then- like he must have typed in like richard rains standing and then, dude, whoever you are, if you're listening to this episode, because I know you said you started listening, I would love for you to call us in. So if you are listening to this, we should have a nice ten, five, ten minute uh, conversation. Even if you don't want to do the, the full on convo and you want to leave us a voicemail message that we can play, 978-647-764, we can do that too. Yeah, because, I mean, the Richard, it really is creepy. I mean, at the time, it shows you how dumb. It just just shows you how, like, clueless you are at the time of doing it. I mean, 
By the way, he made me stand on his back. He didn't make me like fucking take off my clothes. Right. Um, yeah, I think if he was like, "All right, you guys take your cocks out," right, and I'm gonna suck them. Like I don't, look, I don't look back on that time as like, uh, it's like I'm like emotional looking back on it. But it really was freaking creepy. Um, the vice president. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just totally. Uh, totally bizarre stuff And it also makes you All these drive-through bands Like Starting Line All these people that I loved It like makes you wonder Like did they What, a, what Did they do anything extra To get the record label? Because we didn't get the record deal Like maybe the lead singer of The fucking Starting Line Kenny Had to Vizzelli? like Yeah yeah Had to like stand on Richard Rain's neck Until he passed out And then like Would have to wake him up or something and Yeah like, Kenny Vasilli, If you are perusing the internet looking for Richard Rain's dirt and come across this episode. Uh, yeah, give us a call, bro. Give us a call. You know? But yeah, what a fucking creep. But the other thing, too, is like, we were all, I mean, you knew us at the time. We were like the first pers- the first people to shit on anybody that was acting like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all Case Mike and myself did was like mock people that were fucking creepy. Right. And and then our moment comes to actually tell a person of power to go fuck themselves. And we're like, what do you want us to do? Take off your shoes? Stand in your back? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, sure. You want me to stand on your, your calf? Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Rub your asshole? <laughs> Fucking nuts. Ah, Jesus. Well. well I mean. Is that it? I guess. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> Fucking... Call Jeff Bergeron if you want him to finish your shit, dude. Yeah, Jeff, give us... Uh, and by the way... Give us like a company name. Right, we love or, you. We uh, appreciate you. And I, Jeff does text me when he listens to the episodes, too. So he, he legitimately does listen to it. But uh, but yeah, give us like a name or something so we can give you justice for, uh, you know... And then Nick Natale shoots fucking wedding videos, dude. Hit him up, too. We'll put his fucking shit in the, in the goddamn show notes as well. Dude, I don't think I've seen... Anybody but you and Eric Strolling Storage since COVID started. I saw Kev because we went shooting. Oh, no. I saw Kev once when he came to the Driscolls. I haven't seen Cooch in like six years. I haven't seen... And by six years, I mean like... Actually, I guess I did see Nick when Dave Um, had some people over that time. Yeah, I think Dave's... Was that 4th of July or something? Somewhere around there, yeah. That's actually probably the last time I saw people. When did I see... I feel like I saw Dan... Somewhere. It was before all the scientists and doctors said lockdowns uh, were harmful. Dude, you want to talk about a fucking good-looking guy, man? Dan Sullivan. Ah, great Un- guy. Fucking real. Are you kidding? He's like a he's like a mannequin. You he's know what like I mean? An all-American action he, uh, action figure. Yeah, he, he fucking did. He really is. And he's. The most polite, considerate person that's definitely in my group of friends. Yeah, he's got integrity. He does have integrity. He's, uh, he's a great American. I love Dan. He really is, man. Jesus Fireman. Christ. I mean, if he were single, I'd probably take a shot at him, but he's not, so. Yeah, he's not, so I, I guess, guess I'll just gonna... remain not being gay or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. Rota's fucking five stars, okay? Tell your friends or whatever um, that, you, that this is good to listen to. <laughs> Even if you don't think that, <laughs> um, and we won't beg you for money because we didn't, we don't deserve it. Okay, so we do need money though. We do need it, but that's fine. 
we don't deserve it. That's fine. Whatever, dude. Um, I guess that's... Oh, Squick Squawk Sunshine, dude, on Instagram. Dude, she has 20,000 followers. She really does. And they're selling masks now. If you guys want a I mask that. that has a bird on it, Squick Squawk Sunshine, bird on the mask, they'll fucking make it for you. They're she, like 10 wait, bucks, really? I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get one. Yeah, they're fucking great. <clears throat> and they might even start making other custom shit if you I'm gonna ask sli- for I'm going to slide into your DMs right now. If you want a mask with a dick on it, they'll probably make it for you. They've got the the know how to do it. I'm getting uh, I'm I'm DMing uh, just DM Squawk. Right yeah, yeah. If you want the the Squawk or Dick mask, and that's fucking it, dude. I'm gonna press the this button. Well, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fucking it, man. See you later. I'm so sure.